Welcome to Between the Horns, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealer, proud partner of the LA Rams. I am J.B. Long, joined by my radio broadcast partner, DeMarco Farr, who's uh, done the school drop-off and I think yes. picked up his morning <laughs> cup of coffee. Absolutely. I took all her stuff down and put me up. See, right there. <laughs> Since Kurt Warner has a movie, you know, I might as well put one up in the background. You know, the underdog, right. underdog story. <laughs> now I know it's BTH Thursday and it is game week. It's Monday Night Football against the Arizona Cardinals. And so we bring in a special guest, Kirk Morrison, who handles our pregame, halftime and postgame coverage on our flagship radio station. And Kirk, man, those royal and soul colors look good on you. <laughs> hey, no way, I'm not here necessary. You know what? It, it looks good on me. You know, and, and it's okay to be able to have two teams that you root for oh. genuinely. Oh. Okay. Raider fans are dying by the day. Come on now. <laughs> hey, that's just what it is, man. I grew up a Giants and an A's fan in the Bay Area. What else can I do? I love it. Come on in. <laughs> Well, let's start with the uh, NFC playoff picture. Why don't we? Arizona is a top. They're the one. Green Bay, Tampa Bay, Dallas in position to win their divisions. Then the Rams as the five seeds. So any hope of climbing to the top of the NFC West requires a win in Glendale on Monday Night Football. And DeMarco, let's start with a quick rehash of that Jacksonville win. Do you understand the fan sentiment? Okay, you beat a two-win opponent. I want to wait and see what it looks like against a two-loss foe. Oh, that's fair. Absolutely. I, I thought Jacksonville was a great sparring partner uh, for the Rams, getting ready for this game. And th that's funny, JB. That's exactly what I saw from the sideline, especially from the defense. I think they had, what, 55 snaps, and it was all out, go after uh, Lawrence, stop the run. It was a great day defensively. So, But what I did see, it seemed like guys were testing their conditioning. Like, it wasn't about beating Jacksonville. This was about, okay, this is an extended practice for what we're going to see on Monday night. So, yeah, a, a lot at stake. Um, but if you just boil it down, man, it's just ball. It's the Rams versus the Cardinals. And I know the Rams are still sick about what the Cardinals did to them the first time they saw them. It was embarrassing. So this is your only chance for get back to date. So I know there's a lot at stake, but this is old school about – one team versus the next, and one coach versus the other. Kirk, humility is only a week away in the National Football League, but couldn't the yeah. same also be true of swagger, right? Like, I know it's the yeah. Jacksonville Jaguars, but still, that was just what the doctor ordered for the Los Angeles Rams. You know, JB, honestly, I think you hit it right there because that was the one thing that I wanted to see in the game against the Jaguars. It wasn't about the yards. It wasn't about could the offense get back on track or could the defense, you know, have a solid game. To me, I felt like this Rams team was just – they weren't having fun. It didn't look fun. And think about it compared to, like, the early weeks of the season where you've got Sean McVay, the head coach, running all the way up to the tunnel to congratulate a Deshaun Jackson or a mm -hmm. Cooper Cup or a Matthew Stafford. I hadn't seen that in a long, long time. So, for me, mm -hmm. it was really about, like you mentioned, regaining that swagger, seeing OBJ with a little touchdown celebration, right? Seeing yeah. that magic that we saw earlier in the season, that to me was really about what I think the Jaguars' win was, is getting back on track, having fun, and realizing we're still a darn good football team. We're 8-4 and four with everything still in front of us. You, you know what's you funny? Watch, the the ahead, only Marco. time I want to watch Aaron Rodgers play 40 minutes of football is on TV. Not there <laughs> when it's cold. So that ain't right. fun. I get that. Right. And did you know what that touchdown celebration was from OBJ? 
Yeah, I do. You did immediately? Immediately. Well, I- immediately when I saw it, I had to see it again. And I was like, did he just revive himself? And oh, so I, <laughs> I'm I thought he got hurt. <laughs> no, Kirk, you're younger and you're you're more of a gamer than DeMarco and I are. And apparently Sean McVay is because uh, he was not aware, at least first glance. Did you guys watch, though, the, um, the Rams platforms had it, NFL Films had it. Sean yes. McVay mic'd up in that game and saying, this feels like us, like reacting to the moment. I think that expresses the sentiment that we're all touching on, right? Like Mm. that feels like who we are supposed to be, who we want to be. But Kirk, I wonder, is this a new identity that they've stumbled upon with uh, jumbo set, six offensive linemen, two, sometimes three tight ends, Sony Michelle as a lead back, or was that just a one-off game plan? No, it, it better not be. And and I think that when you look at what the Rams have down the stretch, right, I look at the three games against divisional opponents, San Francisco, Seattle still upcoming. But I think one that quietly, JB, I'm still thinking about it and I shouldn't be. But when you go against the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore, you better be able to do something different and come out in 11 personnel. No. So I thought that that 13, that jumbo package, I call it 13 T, one back, three tight ends. Mm-hmm. And one of the tight ends actually a tackle like with the, the T tag on the 13 T. I, I loved it. And it was like five yards of carry, but it was also a mentality that I saw too. And finally getting Joe Noteboom involved in the game. You got an outstanding swing tackle that's really been sitting on the sideline for the most of the season. Why not get him more active? I thought it gave great relief to the tight ends, gave them more edges, gave them more hats on hats. But it also gave me for the first time. We in a, like what the last two or three weeks, we finally saw somebody wide open, uh-huh. like literally off the play action, wide open throw, easy throw for Matthew Stafford. Those are the layups that I thought this offense had missed over the last couple of weeks. So I think it really was predicated on getting into some different personnel groupings. And that jumbo set probably is something that it won't be a one off. What, what, what do you call it? 13 T? 13 T. Yeah. One you know back, three it? tight ends and, and one and one tackle. You know what I called it? Oh, sh- <laughs> here it comes. Absolutely. Here it comes. No, I mean, look, going big, going physical. Um, I think that was growth by Sean McVay, to be honest. Yeah. Coaches are stubborn, man, and they think their stuff works against just about anybody, even when it's not working. That's how guys get fired. They stick to what they do. But I thought right. that was growth. And I think you're exactly right. Uh, Joseph Noteboom could have been called Fresh Legs. Because the other five have been doing all the work, and I'm sitting there watching this big dude on the bench not do anything but carry water. Get your butt out there, replace one of those tight ends, and move somebody and run the football. But Sony Michelle going downhill, I think, opens everything up for the offense. Like you said, um, the only way to attract the defense is really make them believe you can run the football at him. Then you'll get safety starting to collapse. Linebackers take a step into the line of scrimmage. That's when you get guys wide open behind. So, you know, as long as Matthew Stafford continues to be accurate on play action, yeah, and you're getting movement up front, you can get this versus Arizona like you didn't get in the last three or four weeks. How did Chomik put it to us Monday? Joe Nopum, you can't tell us, isn't one of our best 11 players on offense, right? So shame on us as Rams coaching staff <laughs> if we can't find ways to get him involved in the game plan. I'll be curious to see if they carry that forward to Monday night football and this stretch run. Kirk, looking at it through a, a middle linebacker's lens, did the Rams become a more difficult team to prepare for this week for the Arizona Cardinals? What I mean by that is we saw more personnel groupings in that one Sunday against the Jaguars than we had in the 11 games prior combined. Yeah, I think now you have to look at the entire offense of what I think Sean McVay can present to you on Monday night. It's not just, hey, they're going to come out in 11 personnel. 
It's honestly, how do you want to defend? And look, they've got some athletic linebackers, right? Isaiah Simmons and, and Collins and Jordan Hicks. Uh, when you think about what they have in the back end as well, obviously we're no Buda Baker and, and, and Byron Murphy, but it's really about up front. Can they have to bring in more guys to have to stop the run? And also, too, I think it's shortened up the game. I think our best or the Rams, but their best defense is possibly just keeping what or the best offense, I should say, is keeping Kyler Murray and their offense off the field, keeping them on the sideline. So what does that do? Shorten up the game. I thought McVay shortened up the game by having these different personnel groupings and forcing the substitutions. I mean, it looked like a hockey line switch for the Jaguars a couple of times out there, <laughs> JB, last week, where the Rams bring in this big boy package. I'm like, whoa, there goes three you know, substitutions uh, for the Jaguars. Will that now happen on Monday night for the Arizona Cardinals having to figure out which is the personnel that they're going to go with? I know Vance Joseph probably didn't expect to have to do this much work this week, their defensive coordinator. But I think it does present some problems. It presents some challenges for the Cardinals yeah. defensively. And it also, too, I think it also stretches out the edge as well for Chandler Jones. Now, instead of rushing off just a regular tackle, he may have I mean, a regular tight end. He's got to rush off another tackle and then possibly a tight end. So I think it also increases not only the run game or what you can do in the run game, but it also makes those edges a little bit longer for those defensive ends. Defar, did you catch that hour? He's wearing an L.A. hat and a Rams polo. I'm right there. Come on, man. You know? I hey, I'm all in, baby. I'm, I'm all in. in. I love it. Yeah, we all I in. I love it. We get, we just, let's just keep drawing them in. But, uh, you know, Kirk, I think you're right. And, you know, I, I want to say something, and I'm not going to say it because it's probably in the game plan, but there's so much you can do. Uh, so, uh, so many ways you can catch a defense off balance with that formation, that 13 with a tackle. Uh, you have to align to it properly, number one, and you have to right. know who's eligible, number two. Hint, hint. So we'll see. And um, I call Chandler Jones, Agent Jones. You guys have mm -hmm. seen The Matrix, right? Remember those agents yeah. that move dodging bullets? That's how <laughs> this guy rushes. Um, but it's funny. Um, I, somebody asked me this question, and I'll ask you two. Who would you rather have, Chandler Jones or Leonard Floyd? Now Chandler Jones has eight and a half sacks, five in the first game and three and a half cents, or Leonard Floyd's production week after mm -hmm. week after week after week. Man, I think I'd take Floyd. And that's tough for me to say because I like Chandler Jones. But, yeah, and, I get what you're Floyd's saying. And Floyd's already got his payday, and he's still bringing it. That's yeah. what I'm saying. I mean, it, it's yeah. interesting. But uh, they're tremendous. I love their linebackers. Uh, but like you said, this will give Vance Joseph something else to think about. And not only him, them. Yes. You're going to have to soak all this stuff in and, and know your responsibilities back to front or runs could pop on you. Hmm. All right, why don't we stay with that edge group then? You introduced Leonard Floyd, and since the Rams have seen the Cardinals, they've added Von Miller for all of his pass rushing prowess, playing the run pretty well too. Kirk, what might it mean to have him as the bracket opposite Floyd as you prepare to face Kyler Murray? I think for the most part, man, they, they really just got to start stopping the run, though, this defensive front, because I think everyone's come in and everyone's trying to wait for these big splash plays from Von Miller. And so I think the first part is really – as much as we talk about Von Miller, I think we have to talk about, obviously, a um, Sean Robinson and what Greg Gaines have been able to do in the interior. When the Rams are able to stop the run and force Kyler Murray into some long down and distances, that suits well for Von Miller. Now he can go chase where Kyler Murray is trying to extend a play on the longer down and distances. If you give him a third and three, third and four, you know, he's going to get rid of the football too quickly, in and out for De De to DeAndre Hopkins or Christian Kirk or A.J. Green. But I think now when you do have a Von Miller allowing him to just say, hey, look, just go get Kyle, Kyler Murray. 
but it's predicated again on stopping the run. I think it's really going to come uh, in the coming weeks. I think AD's kind of said it best this week. It's teams know what the Rams want to do. They know that, hey, they got the premier mm-hmm. pass rushers in Floyd and Donald and Von Miller. So we're going to get the ball out quickly like we saw from Aaron Rodgers. We saw it from Tannehill. you got to force them into long down and distances. So it's about more, I think, stopping the run, which is what Von Miller has actually been doing. He may not have the splash plays, but even stopping the run, they just got to continue to win first and second down and get Kyler Murray into some long down and distances because where he gets in trouble is when he extends the plays. I'm not disagreeing with you, Kirk. You're right. But I will yeah. say third and long was a scary proposition when Kyler Murray was at SoFi yeah. Stadium in week four, too. I mean, I, I yeah. think back to the third and more than the chains, and those were killer <laughs> plays that he converted. Hey, Jamie, I hate to bring up old stuff, right? But yeah. next time you'll probably accept the penalty, right, instead of giving Kyler Murray another so. chance on third down. <laughs> I mean, who knew? Hindsight, right? <laughs> who knew? Who knew? I've also got uh, Ernest Jones now ramped up as their starting inside linebacker, and that's different from the last time they saw these Cardinals. Yeah, it's new look. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray is going to be standing, staring at a different middle linebacker, and then you have to include Ernest Jones, who's getting nothing but better run, pass, and blitz. So he's becoming that all-around linebacker that you thought he could be when he was drafted. The first time you saw him in, in pad, you're like, oh, this is new <coughs> football, new linebacking. Uh, he's becoming a, a playmaker, uh, knocking on the door of special. So absolutely, but you know, same with Chicago last week. And I agree with Kirk when he said the best defense against Kyler Murray is keeping him off the field. I thought Chicago had a pretty good game plan. They did. They yeah. did. They drove mm-hmm. the ball along. They scored touchdowns behind it. The only problem was Dalton turned the ball over. So <laughs> don't turn the ball over if you're Matthew Stafford. If you have to punt, so be it. And then let your defense uh, do work. Uh, but funny, you you said Greg Gaines. Greg Gaines, the last two weeks, 11 tackles, one sack, and three quarterback hits. Now, quickly, ask me what Aaron Donald's numbers are from the same two weeks. 11 tackles, one sack, and three quarterback hits. (laughs) So, I mean, yeah, you've got a guy, a nose tackle, going to get it. That's also different from the last time you saw Kyler Murray. So, if you want to look back at that film, if you're Kyler Murray, if you want to look back at that film and say, I think I can get the same stuff I got on him before, I I think you're going to be mistaken. Von Miller is a patient hunter. I think he's gaining data just like anybody. This is new for him. He's also rushing from the right. He'd rather rush from the left. So it's new, but he's starting to pick his shots. I think maybe Monday night you'll, you might see the best of him if you start stopping the run and forcing them to throw. But I don't think it'll look like the first time they saw the Arizona Cardinals. Hmm. You know, A.J. Green was a problem, too. I think there was a specific target in the Rams secondary that Kyler was going after. That also has evolved, and that might look a little bit different in this rematch with the Cardinals. I'll say I'm here in 10 p.m. in the Valley of the Sun right now, Kirk. Uh, This fan base is going berserk for their Cardinals. Their rating for that win over the Bears was huge. They are believing. Do you see the Arizona Cardinals with seven road wins all by double digits as now the NFC favorite? And would the Rams winning Monday night do anything to change that in your eyes? You know, I, honestly, JB, if you would have asked me this question maybe two or three weeks ago, I would probably say probably say no when Kyler Murray was healthy. Then he went out for that stretch of games, mm-hmm. and they continued to still win. And I thought I, I went back to last year, and I thought that 
when Kyler Murray got injured at the end, we saw what happened to the Cardinals. I would never say that a guy being injured is a good thing, but I think that may have been a good thing for the Arizona Cardinals that he was injured. They were able to maintain that success, and now they're going into the stretch run with a quarterback with fresh legs, right? We saw it last week versus Chicago. So I think that's where my belief is that they'll be the number one seed uh, in the NFC, possibly, possibly. I still look at what Green Bay is able to do, and Green Bay does have that head-to-head matchup win over them. So I would lean right now towards, I think, Green Bay. I'm going to lean toward Green Bay only because I think when you look at the NFC West, the Cardinals still got some big matchups. I think San Francisco can still give them uh, some problems. Obviously, Seattle, and we know the Rams having their one more opportunity as well. So I, I believe that it would be the uh, Green Bay Packers more so than my belief that the Arizona Cardinals can go out and get it done. Packers still have the head-to-head over them, although if A.J. Green got his head turned around, that may not <laughs> mm. be the case, right? Oh, I see uh, what you did there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's finish with a thought on the quarterbacks, DeMarco. Sure. I'm sure this will come up if it hasn't already over the weekend and on Monday. Matthew Stafford against winning opponents, right? We started with, yeah. okay, you beat the Jags. Can you get the one seed in the NFC? He has this reputation, fair or foul, that he's you know, able to put up stats against the middle-of-the-road teams, and the Rams have done well to beat the teams that they quote-unquote should beat. Now can they level up? And I'm speaking specifically about the quarterback leading this team. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, I, I, I really appreciate Matthew Stafford. I mean, I guess the fan way to say that is I love Matthew Stafford. I love watching him play. The guy's tough. He's got everything you want. He's got a, he's got a cannon for an arm. Um, and he's also a great quarterback, meaning he'll take the heat, and he won't take too much of the credit, kind of like Sean McVay. So mm-hmm. when you go back and look at those three losses, uh, Tennessee, San Francisco, and then Green Bay, okay, he threw picks, uh, pick sixes. But what we're not talking about is the offensive line absolutely getting run over. You know what I mean? So there's a reason that Matthew Stafford has been a little off. Uh, you kind of fix that versus Jacksonville. I think he only gave up one sack. Uh, so the O-line block for a 100-yard rusher. Yeah, 100-yard receiver and a quarterback with a passer rating of almost 118. That's a great day up front. So uh, I think if that O-line continues to play like they played versus Jacksonville, if they put a couple of games together, you'll see the best out of Matthew Stafford. If you keep running the football to protect Matthew Stafford with Sony Michelle, give them something else to think about other than teeing off on him, I think you'll see a better Matthew Stafford. So uh, and if you if Sean McVay calls to that and plays to that strength, I think you'll see a better Matthew Stafford. Even he admits he could be better there. So, yeah, um, I, I think what Matthew Stafford definitely has to do is match what Kyler Murray's doing. If he scores, you have to score. Yeah. If he turns it over, you have to capitalize. You have to play that game. You have to be a, a field general, uh, more so than Kyler Murray. So you have to win there, and then the offensive line has to give him a chance to win. And then I think – this defense will get Kyler Murray out more than they did the first time. Yeah, Kirk, even at the end of that game where they are run heavy downhill first with Sonny Michel, Stafford still gets 300 yards and three touchdowns to three different receivers. Yeah, I mean, you just got to love the mindset, though. It's something that we didn't know that Sean McVay could be stubborn and and be stubborn in running the football. The number I threw out before the game was 25 carries, and they end up getting uh, 26, 27 carries in the game. I think that has to be the number going into this game against the Cardinals again. You're going on the road, so what do you got to pack? You got to pack your run game. You got to pack your defense. But more importantly, pack those special teams as well. The special teams actually got going as well. I think that's another unit that we ha- have to look at because we always knew for the Rams 
the offense yeah. would be, you know, we, we would see how, what, were they going to be good today? Were they going to be bad? Never just awful. But, man, the Rams would always pack that special teams unit. They haven't packed it enough this year, and I think hopefully Monday night they can pack that team and give them some uh, some some good field position, give them some drives in, you know, maybe opponent's territory or around the 50-yard line. That's, I think, going to be huge. And also it can get you into now taking some shots and not having to worry about throwing the football so much early on be able to run the football. I'm old enough to remember when Matthew Stafford couldn't win in primetime. Now you've got the uh, Bears on Sunday night football. you got the Seahawks on Thursday. Maybe he can get the Cardinals on Monday night football to complete the trifecta. Travis and Kirk will have the pregame coverage for you, right, on Monday night, 7.10 p.m. and Jack FM 93.1 in Los Angeles. DeMarco Farr, Maurice Jones, Drew, and I will be uh, in Glendale for the game. Let me see that blue. time. Thank you. Hold up, Kirk. Hold up. Do that. Let me see that. There you go. Show that blue. There we go. <laughs> Tra- oh, man. One more time. Our Los Angeles Rams for Kirk. Our Los Angeles Rams. I have to raise my kids as Rams fans. You know that, right? There we go. Living in Los Angeles, I raise them as Rams fans. Amen. So they don't get bullied at school. You know. There we mean? go. <laughs> Our thanks for uh, tuning in to this week's Between the Horns, as always, presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers, proud partner of the L.A. Rams. Thanks to DeMarco Farr and to Kirk. We're looking forward to bringing Maurice Jones-Drew back into the fold next week. As always, if you would like to join us inside SoFi Stadium to experience the Rams house, you only have two regular season games left. They're divisional matchups against the Seahawks and the 49ers. Your tickets can be found at SoFi Stadium by going to the Rams.com slash tickets, the Rams.com slash tickets. I'm JB Long. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Looking forward to Monday Night Football, a division contest in Arizona against the Cardinals.